Hi, I'm Doug Brown, host of the Riverbend Reach, a weekly podcast that highlights organizations and individuals in the Riverbend area. This week's podcast features Ann Baddish, owner of My Just Desserts, which has been in business since 1982 and is now a landmark on Broadway Street. Before we get started, a little history about the 1845 building which houses My Just Desserts. Abraham Lincoln once had his law office in this building, and this is where he penned, under the pseudonym of a woman's name, Rebecca, his mocking and taunting criticism of the fiscal policies of Illinois' auditor, James Shields. Now, Shields was so incensed by the lampoons that he demanded to know the true name of the author, and when he found out, he challenged Lincoln to a duel. Now, in the day, the rules of a duel say that the one being challenged gets to pick the weapon. And Lincoln, standing six foot four, against his portly opponent of five foot nine, wisely selected the cavalry's longest sword known as a wrist cracker because of its length and weight. Well, the showdown was set on an island in the Mississippi about where the bridge stands today. Lincoln arrived early and was demonstrating his superior reach by lopping off high branches from trees. Shields' friends, upon seeing the great disadvantage this place the auditor in, intervened. Lincoln apologized, the duel was called off, and Shields returned with his entourage back to Alton. Well, spectators for the duel were just arriving at that time, and as they arrived, they saw Lincoln's nemesis returning to shore and assumed that Lincoln had quickly been skewered and had lost the duel. Lincoln, already known for his wit and humor, jumped in the prepared stretcher for the fallen victim and pulled the blanket over himself. His friends rushed ashore and began to weep for their fallen friend when Lincoln sat up straight and shared the tale of the stunned, relieved, and now laughing crowd. They returned to Alton and proceeded to get soft. Had my just desserts been in the business at that time, they may have saved some ignominy by eating delicious pies and sipping tea instead of getting sauced. But let history lie in its grave, as it were, and perhaps maybe a little fantasy, whatever. And here, tell us more about our, her business in the building once graced by Lincoln's footsteps is Ann Baddish. Ann, welcome to the Riverbend Reese podcast. Doug, thank you so much for having me this, this morning. Well, it's always great to feature a new person on, especially someone who's been established so long as you. And I love going through your website where it says you're worried that customers might see just desserts as a tea room that your husband wouldn't be caught in dead, but don't because we're not. Mm-hmm. Uh, so We serve a huge piece of pie, and I think that that would attract most any men, you know. Uh, we also serve a half-pound chicken salad sandwich, and uh, so we are, we are not dainty here. That's no meal for a lightweight, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, are those some of the things that have set you apart then and made you successful for those 35 years since 1982? Um, yes, I think chicken, chicken salad is our main course and um, homemade pie. I mean, we have 150 different flavors of homemade pie that we do on a rotation. So every time you come in, there's going to be something new and different on the board for you. Uh, so it's always something new to try. Yeah, and not only that, your lunch menu, like you have like 170 different lunch menus that you've or something. You can hardly get a repeat meal there, it seems like. 
Yeah, we uh, we do change our menu a lot, and uh, I mean it's a small menu. It's soup, salad, and sandwiches, but of course the soup changes daily, and yeah. our salad. Our we have our set salads, but then we also have a large salad that rotates every week, you know, and, and it sticks with the season. And we've had fresh blueberry going on here, and, and a strawberry salad, and now we're looking at something for peaches. And, uh, sure, our, Calhoun Peach is famous. Our sandwiches, we do five to six different sandwiches. And, of course, our chicken salad is always on the menu, but we have uh, other things as well, and that does rotate. Well, let's set the stage a little bit. Um, your husband was uh, a director of the Parks and Recreation, and yes. you were raising a family. Then yes. what inspired you to start your own business? Um, when we moved to the Alton area back in 1979, this uh, Broadway was alive with antique shops. And they started mm-hmm. down in front of the flour mill and went for seven, eight blocks, all oh, the way down gosh. to uh, George, uh, past George Street. And so I, d- I, would love to c- I would love to come up here. And, you know, I just felt um, an energy on this street. And yeah. I told my husband, I said, I want to open. And I had learned a chair cane, and that's where cane bottom came from. So for years we were cane bottom, my just desserts. And I knew how to chair cane, and that was something I would do at night when the children were put down to bed. And I said, I want to open a little antique shop and chair caning shop. And, oh, my uh, gosh. Now, that's actually weaving, weaving some, some weaving uh, reeds or something. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Weaving chairs. Well, and lost um, today. We, you had to actually get your name on a waiting list to rent a place on the street. There were, there were that many businesses. There are so many of our buildings that are gone now, and, yeah. uh, and the businesses have changed. But um, I met Sam and Harriet Hunter, who owned House of the Hunter, which was this building at that time. Mm-hmm. And um, Sam said, Ann, the only thing I have is a basement, and it was a dirt floor. Uh, with one light bulb, and it had a little wood-burning stove and a side entrance off Albee Street. And for $60 $60 a month, I went into business in 1982. With a dirt floor. uh, Yes. And um, (laughs) we would, I would, uh, I had a few antiques, but we would cane chairs. I, I would cane chairs, and people would drop them off here on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, and then I'd have them ready, and they'd come back and pick them up the next week. And that's how I got started. My gosh, that is incredible. And how many children did you have at the time? Uh, I had three. And did any of them help cane chairs? or? No. Oh, no. Our, our, my daughter was just going into kindergarten. She was the youngest okay. at the time. So yeah, no, sure. they, and they, But they have all worked in the restaurant. Um, and years, in, years later, they worked in the restaurant and... and uh, so Both when did your cut pies or weighted tables? When did you go from a dirt floor and one light bulb to a, a, a real floor place. establishment? A real I was place. I was in this basement for a year, okay. and it was fact. In fact, um, at the time, we told um, Sam and Harriet, "When you're ready to sell this building, please put our name on the list as possible okay. buyers." Yeah. And. Um, I met a woman uh, at that time, Kathy and I, Stein and I became friends, and she would sell me antiques, and and uh, yeah. she said, you know, Ann, I've always wanted to open a restaurant. And so uh-huh. I said, let's rent a bigger place down the street, because at that time, there wasn't even a soda machine on Broadway. So people oh would, all these people would come to shop for antiques, right. and there was no place to even get a cold drink or anything to eat. 
So we rented um, the building just off the parking lot from this building, and Mm -hmm. Cane Bottom is in one side, and My Just Desserts was in the other. And that's how we got started. Fantastic. So lots of tourists coming to the area at that time, and there still are a lot of tourists. Would you say that still makes up your clientele of people that come to your restaurant? Or I've been in business long enough that, you know, um, when, when I went into business years ago, there were five banks in this downtown area, and now there right. are none. And we have yeah. lost so much um, uh, Jefferson Smurfit, Mississippi Lime, Miller's Mutual, and those people, those office people were uh, an important part of my business. Sure. But as those businesses have closed, I've had to work hard at um, still, I still only serve lunch, and I only, I only want to serve lunch. Um, yeah. So I've had to figure out a way to attract customers, and tourism is an important, very important part of my business, yes. Wow, that's fascinating. Just a quick aside. So the Wedge Bank, uh, is that still an empty building uh, on Broadway, or were they? how long were they in business while you were there? Um, I don't know. Germania was just going out of business, um, I believe, when I came to Broadway. Um, mm-hmm. But we still had the Wedge, and we still had, um, oh, there was one across from the Wedge there. I mean, just so many Olympia, beautiful buildings. The Olympia yeah. Bank. The Olympia Bank was still there, uh, plus right. we had U.S. Bank downtown, which was mercantile at that time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so. Yeah, well, that's great. I think, you know, a big effort right now is to get that area built back up. It's so charming. There's so yes. many beautiful buildings. In fact, I have a friend who just started the Alton Room Escape uh, down the street, uh, you know, getting that area, uh, you know, bringing business back in. So, mm-hmm. um, And your food, of course, is making a big draw and, and getting people in there. Well, uh, with your variety of clientele that come in, do you have some fun memories or moments you call when running your business, or maybe funny <laughs> customer interactions? Uh, Sounds like you do. I, I sat here, when, when I read that question, I, I sat here and I thought, you know, um, we're always impressed when a celebrity comes in. I mean, uh, for a number of years, yeah. Lou Brock was a, was a regular here. And of course, Phyllis Shafley had lunch here many, many, many times. And, uh, and tell us a little I, bit who I, those people are for anybody who might not know. Well, Lou Brock is a St. Louis Cardinal, anybody who's a mm-hmm. – uh, and he's a Hall of Famer. And he's a very gracious man, very gracious man. And, uh, of course, people recognized him. I and was so – you know, and he was very gracious to people when they would come up and want to speak to him. And, That's great. Uh, he found your half-pound uh, chicken salad irresistible, obviously. Yeah, I, I suppose he did. I suppose he did. <laughs> but uh, back in 1986, um, Governor Thompson would also come to this, come to the Broadway a lot because he was an antique collector, and mm-hmm. he would spend a lot of time and and uh, buy things on the street and be be seen on this street. And about 1986 is when Illinois really. Um, got on the tourism bandwagon and started okay. funding tourism. And mm. they um, developed, um, it was an ad campaign for every newspaper, for every state that touched on the borders of Illinois. Wow. And, that's, and he advertised, uh, come to Illinois and look for antiques. And that was such mm-hmm. a boom for our area here. And he also had other 
tourism campaigns, but that was the one that affected me and affected Alton and uh, really got me started and involved in tourism. And we have, um, we had a tourism bureau that developed through the hotel and motel taxes that the state of Illinois, um, the hotels collect. Mm-hmm. And we expanded that um, in Alton. We saw that we needed um, a larger budget, that we had a lot to offer, and yes. we needed the revenue to be able to attract people. And... Um, Illinois uh, has always been one of the top tourism destinations in the United States because of Chicago and mm-hmm. um, because of all of our assets, not just Chicago. But, yeah, uh, right on the Mississippi there. Sure, Pardon? Lincoln-Douglas debates were held right there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you've got, in our area, you have Lewis and Clark started here. You have Pierre mm-hmm. Marquette, Marquette mm-hmm. and Joliet. You know, there's a footprint here. Um, Abraham Lincoln Wadlow. many times. You yeah. know, Robert Wadlow. Tallest man in the um, world. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, it's very and, good. And now, yeah, I think, yeah, go and now we've added um, Miles Davis. And, right. Uh, so, yeah, very good. But we yeah. we have, um, with the new lock, lo- I call it the new lock and dam. It isn't new anymore, but that's, you know, and we have a beautiful bridge from St. Louis County, so we have access to um, a large base of people. Mm-hmm. Um, we have an airport that is close to us. We have right. developing high rail, fast rail. Yeah, and, um, going in right now. Yeah, and I was and talking so, to the uh, Alton uh, Museum of History, too, uh, Brian Combs is director there, and he said that they just recently uncovered a couple gravestones from the Tuscany Airmen. That's a black... Uh, all-black airmen force uh, during the World War, Mm -hmm. and uh, that's supposed to be a a great find, and there's some excitement about that, too. But I know that, um, you know, with the Visitors Bureau, I think really uh, Brett Stewart has done a great job bringing a lot of business and recognition to the area here, too, and what they're Mm -hmm. doing down there with the Visitor Convention Center. So, um, you know, kudos to all of you. We have a very active board of, and several years ago, and I've been on that board uh, now 20, I believe about 25 years. And uh, a few years ago, we we only had seats that represented the hotels and the tax-collecting entities and the restaurants. And we expanded that board a number of years ago and kind of looked at our region more in um, corridors. And we looked Mm -hmm. at that Hartford-Lewis and Clark corridor and Mm -hmm. found a representative for that. We have our Alton Corridor, of course. We have Calhoun, which is part of our service area, so we have representation from Calhoun County. Jersey County is also in our uh, service area, and Mm -hmm. so we have representation from Jersey County and a number of representatives from Grafton because Grafton has become quite the tourism attraction. (laughs) Yeah. um, It's quite a show on that river uh, River Road there in the weekends with motorcycles and old antique cars and, and mm-hmm. sports cars and everything. You know, the river is an asset, and yeah. uh, we need to uh, market that. We need to show off our assets, and we have many. I mean, we have a lock and dam. We have a museum there. We have an mm-hmm. Audubon Center. We have, mm-hmm. I think they've developed rock climbing in Père Marquette. Um, and, have, and the entrepreneurs in this area I mean, look at Jeff Lorton. Jeff and has worked hard for 
since I believe since '93 to mm. um, constantly add new assets to his inventory, and the same way with Mike and Lori Niknovich from uh, Grafton Winery. Grafton Winery, right? They have um, really put forth a, a wonderful uh, step in, uh, sure. in developing and wineries now, and, and event yeah. places. Yeah, and then now Invent Place House at uh, Eckert's Farm, is it? Is that, mm-hmm. They're out there now, too, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Jeff Lorton, is he a developer? Or, uh? Jeff um, Jeff is a developer. He was uh, a hotel owner. Now he, he owns the zip line, and, and he has the okay. winery at the top of the hill. And yeah, so okay. Yeah. He, he's done good, good. a lot of different things. Uh yeah, a lot of movers and shakers. It's a, it's a mm-hmm. dynamic place, and I love to see this uh, your downtown area just take off because it is so charming down there and everything. Well, do you have any thoughts for since you've been in business so, for so long and served on the board for any would-be business owners in the area? Um, I, I used to, and I have in the past, a lot of people have, have come and asked me and talked to me about their dreams or their hopes Mm-hmm. And I try not to rain on anybody's parade because mm-hmm. you just you just can't write off the fact that someone who was an entrepreneur with with that kind of energy and vision, you know, you may have some some false starts, but for the most mm-hmm. part, they have great ideas, and mm-hmm. they are committed, um, mm-hmm. and they become successful simply because they have the tenacity. Um, to, to endure. They have the tenacity to, when they are faced with um, oh, an insurance problem or a water line break or um, a burglary or anything that is, is, right. is a stumbling block for small business, mm-hmm. those people are, are the ones that continue to climb over the hill and keep going. And keep employing people and bringing yeah, business. That's and, right. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, well, I'm into there, that. You know, so you can't, I can't, I try not to raid on anybody's parade, you know. Mm. If you have a good idea, um, get out there and talk to people and and beg somebody to rent you a place like I did with Sam and Harriet for $60 a month. <laughs> but I also right. have to tell you that when, um, when I decided to go into business, mm-hmm. I had no money. And mm-hmm. most small business people don't. Right. And, I had, in the 1980s, uh, silver was very high. And my father had uh, always given my brother and I silver dollars. Um, And I had um, 22 silver dollars. I had uh, approximately 20-some dollars in silver dollars. And then my husband and I had managed to cobble together enough change that we had about $35 in silver. Wow. So we take that to yeah. um, the coin place, and yeah. we sell our $35 worth of silver for over $500. Yeah. Oh and that's gosh. the $500 I started my business with. That's your seed money right there. That was my seed money was, yeah. was $500. And, um, so and you can start humbly, you know, even just a yeah. light bulb in a dirt floor, and just go yeah. from there. And you go from there. And, and I, at one time I had two restaurants, which... Um, I, I love Delsa, and I, I treasure the experience, but it yeah. certainly is easier having one. Sure, and, yeah. Uh, 
it's a lot easier having 17 employees instead of having 30-some employees with two different restaurants. Spread out, right. So, um, like I said, entrepreneurs take that step forward, and mm-hmm. some of your things are successful, some of them aren't, and some of them you just think, this, this isn't where I'm wanting to go, and you take a step back and find that new direction. Well, those are, are great words of advice and encouragement that really anybody can do it. But like you said, mm-hmm. you have your vision, your tenacity. Well, and thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and your, your background and some of your uh, illustrious visitors, uh, Lou Brock, Phyllis uh, Schaefling. And do you have any closing comments or advice for how customers can be in touch with you? Or No, other than um, I'm honored that you called me. And I'm always oh, willing to to help. And I am. I think our region is is a terrific region. We have a lot to offer, and mm-hmm. we have a great group of people that work together to constantly market and sell this uh, area. And mm-hmm. I think that as small business people, we need to tap into the people at at the tourism because they can help you. They can guide you, and they can help find the people that will help you and, and give you advice. And it's, it's a and marketing, that would be the or, it's a marketing organization. Bureau, right? It's a marketing organization that, yeah. okay. that markets for everyone and for the region. And uh, a friend said to me, you know, a high tide raises all ships. And, yeah. um, and that's true. When My Just Desserts is successful, then hopefully the children's shop down the street is successful, and the bookshop down the street is successful, right. and um, and real estate developers that that look at some of these empty buildings can go. You know what? There are successful Maybe. businesses here, and I do want to invest in our community and invest in our region. Right. Um, so that that's what I that's what I look forward to. Oh, very good, and. I want to thank you so much for your time. And anybody listening in, you, of course, you can find My Just Desserts at mygestdesserts.org. Mm-hmm. And this has We're been a wonderful open, interview. Mm-hmm. Yep, we are ahead. open seven days a week, lunch only. We open at 10, close at 4, and uh, mm-hmm. we'd love to see you. And get there early so you can get yes. your choice piece of pie. <laughs> That's right, because our goal is to run out of pie at the end of the day. I don't want pie left over for tomorrow. So people come in and go, well, you're out of pie. And I go, yes, ma'am, that's our goal. We're to run out of pie because we want it fresh for tomorrow, always. Perfect. Well, it's been an absolute treat having you on board, and and thank you for sharing, again, your words and and encouragement to any would-be business owners in the area. This is your host of the Riverbend Reach, Doug Brown. I'm also president of the Riverbend Toastmasters Club and sales rep for the Riverbend area for Tech Collect, T-E-K Collect, a cash flow management service. Thank you for listening in this week. And we look forward to sharing with you a new organization or individual next week. You can reach me on Facebook at Riverbend Toastmasters Club, where confidence in public speaking is found in everyone. You can find all our podcasts at riverbendreach.podbean.com. Thank you again for listening in. This has been an episode of the Riverbend Reach 